Hey, it's your Kali. What's up? Warning, 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 warning. You are about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two, one. Hello guys, we are Yellow Kali, and you're listening to WLP and OP Chicago 105.5 FM, Lumpin Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yellow Kali in Little Village. My name is Emilio, Emilio. and I am Nine. My name is Jerry, and we're going to talk about Rito Fest. Yeah, so this was actually my first Riddle Fest with a press pass. So it was pretty cool. It was your first time too, right, Millie? Yeah, it was my first time too because I actually had a chance. Thank you for my boss, Stephanie, that gave me a chance. And then Jerry, I think it was like your second one. Uh, I believe it was my third one as press. I've never really gone as like just a... a person like attending the festival but it's my third time as person it has been a really great one and i really enjoyed this year it was great i liked it well what do you what do you think it was your favorite thing about the three days you were like, uh, which one was your favorite one like the day or just like moment both pretty much uh my favorite day has to be probably the first day because the first day it was los angeles azules and it was a friday um but I've never seen Los Angeles Azules, and I really like that uh, that they really dedicated their show to you know the families and the youth, and they they uh, I forgot what song they dedicated, but um, I'm sure. Do you remember Nine by any chance? No, I don't remember, but I do remember them giving a shout out to the youth. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, it was a really different experience for me this time because I've been there before. But now with a press pass, and I actually got to, we got to meet some of the bands, which um, allowed me to take more interest in them, more than, like, just hearing about them, like, on YouTube or anything like that. Like, actually meeting them made me want to, like, look them up even more. So I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. And now we're going to hear an audio with me and Jerry walking around the event. Which was pretty funny because we were just chilling with a little break that we have in the interviews. So enjoy. It's also nice how the people are sharing their art, but the different, um, what is it, like stores? Not stores, but what is it? Vendors. Vendors? Vendors. But different vendors, like, in this side we have these artists. I don't know what's his name, but he had art, like Aztec art. And then right here we have like customized shirts. Oh, we are Riddle Fest. No, but like where, when you're saying here or there, they don't know where you're at. Well, it's everything on their mind. So they have to picture it. 
so they can experience what we're experiencing. Because we're at Riddle Fest. It's a festival in Chicago. It's, this is their fourth uh, year. It's been going crazy because it's growing. It's a really good festival. And it's also like a way for the Latino people and the community to like enjoy this type of events and also spend time with their family because this is a family event. You can see how children's run right here. We're actually saying hi to our friend, what up? Um, we have a lot of fun right now. There's a lot of kids. Like I said, um, there's this event, a little event, the Lucha Libre over there. And yeah, guys, stay tuned. Kinky Tevas, um, a band that also performed at Ridofa. They're from Monterrey. Um, they performed on Friday, and they're really, really cool. I was there for their set for a little bit. Yeah. Did you guys cool. get to see them? No, I don't think I was able to see them. I missed them. Oh, you oh, missed something. <laughs> <laughs> but another good band that was there um, was Playa Gotica. Uh, they're a band from Chile. The band consists of four members. And they actually got to perform two days on Friday and Saturday. And they had um, they performed at an after party on Saturday, which was pretty cool because the band was pretty cool. And we also got to meet them. I think it was a it was a good time with them. Nice vibes and stuff. Yeah, uh, I remember. Uh, was it Saturday or Sunday that they played the second time? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. They, they kind of substituted for. <laughs> they kind of substituted for Los Esquisitos. Um, unfortunately, they weren't able to make it, but Playa Gotiga was happy enough to play another set. So I think that was really great, and um, they even announced it before playing um, that it was great that uh, they were chosen to play again, um, like last minute. So I think that's that's a, that's a really big honor, and that's, that's really cool for Playa Gotiga, you know, getting them out there, you know. Yeah, plus it, I think that performing on Saturday gives them a little bit of justice to their set since um, on Friday the weather was so horrible. Do you guys remember how muddy it was to walk yeah. in there? I was so disappointed. <laughs> but it was too nice. Yeah, but um, yeah, as I mentioned, we actually got to meet them and um, we we got to talk to Fanny. That's the singer of the band. The lead singer. Yeah, the lead singer. She was pretty nice and um, really like humble and i felt like she was just like another one of my friends that i haven't seen in a while mm. she gave me that vibe but yeah we should go ahead and um listen to that interview that we had with her and remember you are listening to wlpn chicago 105.5 fm lumpen radio broadcasting live from studio y yolokali in little village and we are in season eight of summer 2018 
¿Y qué tal el arte? ¿Te gusta el arte que está haciendo aquí en Chicago? Eh, el arte. Hay, hay mucho, mucho. En serio, pucha, podríamos antes de que me vaya a hacer un tour porque he estado muy poquito para poder dar una respuesta más sincera. Yo no tengo atado, le digo dónde me quedo y salimos a caminar. Pero lo que he visto me encanta, me recuerda un poco también a mi ciudad que tiene como mucha cosa callejera, como que, oh, okay. que no está bien cuidado, sí. hay cosas como que están rayadas, abiertas yeah. como graffiti, así que me siento muy cómoda y lo encuentro muy bonito. Sí. No, bueno, sí, hablando de murales, vi muchos murales y bueno, también harto movimiento latino, hartas cosas escritas en español, cosas feministas, así que muy bacán, quedé impactada. So, ¿Qué consejo tienes para los jóvenes um, que están pasando por trama en casa de la situación con Trump? De nuevo, por favor. Con la situación con Trump, ¿de qué todas las barbaridades que he hecho? Lo de vender partes de elefante de nuevo, que no deja entrar gente acá, ¿cuál de todas las barbaridades? Dios mío, que basta, no vuelvan a votar por una bestia así, por el amor del Santísimo en lo que crean, porque de verdad, esta persona no contribuye en nada a la humanidad, y cuando hablo de la humanidad, hablo del sentido de tener empatía con todas las personas y seres que conviven con nosotros. Trump claramente no fue la decisión y nunca la va a hacer, nunca más elijan a alguien así. ¿Y qué consejo tienes para los jóvenes que lean con todo ese trauma? Que no, no podemos escapar, ya, ya está en la oficina. Nada, que nunca, pero nunca agoten sus fuerzas y que sigan adelante con sus creencias y las lleven adelante con muchas más generaciones. Si no es esta, tiene que ser la siguiente o la que venga. Así que todas las creencias que tengan, llévenlas hasta el final y luchen y luchen aunque signifique morir, porque de todas formas igual nos vamos a morir en esta vida y hay que hacerlo con las creencias que tenemos. Los primeros 10 de álbumes latinos por los Rolling Stones que los eligieron, ¿cómo te sientes? Uh, eso fue muy raro porque en Chile somos una banda super under, como que no tenemos tanta popularidad como tendría una banda que salió en la Rolling Stones, entonces para nosotros fue como un golpe mega fuerte, fue como wow, realmente es tan importante lo que hacemos como para que le guste a gente del extranjero a este nivel, a un crítico, a los críticos fuera de acá. Fue impactante y fue realmente un abrazo para nosotros para seguir haciendo esto, que es muy difícil. Yeah, well, that was funny from Playa Gótica. Um, also, I feel like she touched some really good um, points in this interview. She mentioned that um, about, you know, Trump and how we should remain um, positive, but also not to conform to the situation to try to keep pushing for our future generations and i think that says a lot about like their mentality they seem to be very open-minded i also got to see some of their music videos and they're really um they're kind of trippy but really well thought of like i really like i love that i met them after i seen their videos i and i'm so excited too because they only have about like 4k followers on instagram so that means that they're coming up and how she mentioned that like getting nominated as top 10 for latin alternative by the rolling stones was like really big for them especially that in chile the bands are kind of on their own thing they don't really like um collaborate with each other so i think that's pretty interesting yeah uh one thing i i really got uh that got my attention a lot from the one-on-one -on -one that i enjoyed was that um she was all for humanity and she kind of called out trump on that <laughs> Uh, but another thing is, um, yeah, she said uh, everything was for humanity and that he's not contributing, um, you know, uh, with us. And th that everything he does is just impacting us uh, negatively and it's not even helping us to advance more. And, well, she said that we have to resist, we have to fight, you know. I mean, even if it means if it, if it, like if we die doing it. But she said, you know what, It's we, we have a life and we're going to die anyway, so might as well, you know, uh, 
you yeah, know die fighting die fighting yeah that's something that i really liked uh that she commented and and i really like that she said that and i really enjoyed the interview yeah i think that kind of gives a little bit of a of a hint of where the band is going to be going you know like just receiving that mentality and you know pushing with your craft we i could already see where they're going to be in a few years so i feel really fortunate to have met them but you know to change the subject a little bit with them their name is playa gotica so that's um like gothic beach but they're not like really gothic music so i think that's really interesting so we asked them a little bit about um their name in a way since it has beach we we asked them a little something so here it goes Mañana sobre todo laughter porque vamos a lograr tener el larga duración que nosotros hacemos en vivo. Mañana es probable que nos repitamos acá en uno de los escenarios y podemos hacer otro setlist, pero la noche en el after vamos a tocar todo casi todo el disco, así que va a ser una muy buena instancia y nada, si es que andan por Nueva York, la próxima semana vamos a estar dando un tremendo show también larga duración con probablemente gente muy hermosa de DJ, así que atentos a las redes de Playa Gótica. Instagram, todo eso porque vamos a estar mostrando ahí lo que hacemos. Soy Gloria Valle de Yolo Cali. Um, para cambiar un poquito el sentimiento aquí, este, so, ¿cuál es su playa favorita? Uy, eh, ¿cuál es mi playa favorita? Del mundo. Del mundo, no, una que se llama, para mí, una que se llama Tunquén, que queda en la quinta región. Y, en Chile, la quinta región de Chile, eh, cerca de Santiago y lo bonito es que llega el mar, empieza la arena y al lado, atrás de la arena empieza como un lago que emerge así subterráneamente y es muy lindo. Bueno, bueno pasa que en, en Chile nosotros es un país que es muy largo y tiene pura costa, tenemos mucha harta playa. A mí en general me gusta todo lo que es el litoral central de nuestro país, así como un son playas chiquitas, pueblos chicos, bien nada muy nada como Miami o algo así, es como pueblos chiquititos. Me gusta mucho las cruces, eso, papudo. Ah, eh, ah, pucha, yo en realidad no he viajado nada en mi vida, he estado en Chile y ahora estoy viviendo en la playa, así que es la que vivo. No se puede ni bañar, pero yo veo ahí los surcos de las, de las piedras con agua y me meto igual, así que cualquier playa está bonita para mí. No. En Quintero, en Chile, así que si van un día yo los alojo, eh, con mis papás estamos viviendo en un lugar donde hay cabañas, así que si van por Chile, nos pueden ir a ver en vivo y a la playa. Eh, una que se llama Juan López, en Antofagasta, que es al norte de Chile y es desierto y tiene una playa como cristalina, se llama Juan López, muy linda. Y hay otra que se llama Hornito, también es muy linda. Cabe recalcar que la Fanny es la única que realmente vive en la playa desde la banda. Todo el resto somos gente, yo vivo en el campo y los niños son más citadinos, somos de ciudad. Eso. Hola, soy Fanny de Playa Gótica y están escuchando Whatsapp. Yo soy Boombag Joe y yo toco Tropical Bass. A ver, DJ. 
So how does it feel working with a lot of artists? I know you've done uh, work with Sonorama Records and you've done work with uh, Chema Scandal yeah. for your album covers and your, your covers. Uh, how does it feel working around with uh, the people from Chicago? Oh, basically, you know, it's like a, being in Rido Fed for the second time is kind of, you know, big, big stuff for me. Because being related with the local musicians and being included in the Latino community, the alternative Latino communities, it's a really, uh, how you say that? Regretting, I said, no, um, pleasing and chingong. Um, also, you're one of the few artists that has, um, from what I know and remember, you're one of the few artists that is going to play for the three days, right? If I'm correct? No, I'm just going to be playing tonight. Oh, for today? This Saturday, yes. So for the, this Saturday? Yes. Uh, how does it feel playing for Rito Fest? It feels great, you know, it's the right crowd. I mean, everybody's coming here for, you know, have some kind of sound of alternative Latino sound, so it's the perfect crowd to be playing with. Um, if you weren't just a DJ, what kind of music would you be producing uh, besides electronica? Um, actually, uh, I'm, I'm working on a new stuff that is just, it's just, uh, it's acoustic. I mean, I compose, working a couple cool, some uh, Afro-Peruvian beats with musicians, with percussionists and yeah. Okay, guys, we're back. Remember, my name is Emilio. My name is Jerry. And I'm Nine. And you guys just hear Bumpack Joe, an interview that Jerry did, and I was the one recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, just a heads up, Bumpack Joe is a Chicago-based DJ producer. Um, he has worked uh, with many artists uh, from Chicago. For example, he has worked with Sonorama Records and uh, Chema Scandal. So that was pretty cool, and it, it was pretty cool to see uh that he he was kind of like there representing chicago in a way but even then all his work and the work that he does around chicago artists like they were presented at uh, riddle fest for example chema scanda was actually at riddle fest he was selling his merch so i thought that was a pretty cool note like you know seeing them like oh like hey we worked once and then like we're now like you know enjoying this uh festival that we were we we're a part of uh for this year you know yeah and also not only was he vending Chema, but he also had the banners for the stages, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, he he was. Uh, he did a uh, majority of the banners, right? I believe for all the stages. Yeah. yeah, I think that the only thing that sucked about um the DJ sets was that like the place where it was at, it was really muddy. So I feel like a lot of the audience or the visitors weren't um able to really enjoy some of these DJs. Yeah, I think uh, right in front of the, the DJ booths where, like, the DJs were playing, um, there was, like, a, this big pile of mud. But I liked, in a way, I liked it. Um, the, yeah, the first day was a bit bad, but after the second day, um, people just, like, they kind of let loose, and they, they were just being open and more free. They they saw the mud, and they were like, you know what, we're going to dance in the mud. And I really enjoyed it because um, Yolokali was right next to the DJ booth, so they were cheering them on. But even then, like the crowd after the, it took them a day to uh, to actually like open up and you know what, you know what, this mud is not gonna stop me from dancing, so we're gonna dance and we're gonna support the DJs. Um, but there was a lot of Lumpen radio DJs, so shout out to Lumpen. Um, but yeah, I really liked that about the crowd. You know, they took them a while to you know to kind of like not care about the mud, but yeah, it was pretty cool. And they they broke a show that day to dance in the mud, so that was that was awesome. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and it's all about support at the end of the day, especially supporting our locals. Like you mentioned, um, 
another one of our locals uh, was Quinto Imperio, which I think is really awesome that they got to play a Rido and, you know, they're from back of the yard. So that's really um, inspirational. Yeah, I really, uh, yeah. So Quinto Imperio is from back of the yard. So they've been making music for quite a while. Um, their music is very, uh, very geared towards immigrants and refugees and majority of their songs and, and the message that they play is to, you know, never give up. Uh, you know, we're uh, unadocumented and unafraid, but it's it's really something that uh, we we need, especially at Real Fest, since Real Fest is a Latin festival, and a majority of the crowd is Hispanics and Mexicans. You know, and it's something that the message has to be spread across. You know, the festival. Yeah, we're having fun here in this festival, but we also have to realize, you know what? Outside this festival, it's the real world, and it's really something that we have to, you know, keep that message going and make sure that whatever happens, we're gonna have fun. But we're also going to enjoy ourselves here in this time and in this festival with everyone else and people that we share, you know, our heritage and, you know, we're part of this community. So it's something that I really enjoyed part of Quinto Imperio. Also, shout out to Quinto, uh, Quinto Imperio. Um, they actually played uh, for like this battle at a Cobra Lounge and they actually won. So they opened up uh, Rilo Fest uh, for the first time this year on Friday. So that was really awesome that they were able to do that. So I'm really proud of them. Yeah, that's definitely awesome. Um, especially that they won. Yeah, I when I heard about that, I was like, wow, like that's so awesome. And you know, starting at Rido Fest in a really big festival, I wonder where they're gonna go next. You know, but um, like you mentioned, they communicate really awesome things through not only their music but through their movement as a group, and they put on a very very good show. So let's go ahead and listen to one of their interviews. Lo que nos inspiró a hacer el tipo de música que tocamos es eh, la impotencia, el coraje que sentíamos con, uh, con el maltrato hacia la comunidad inmigrante, el maltrato hacia Back of the Arts y este, pensamos que necesitamos maneras de levantar el ánimo de la gente y por eso es que nuestra música empezó a convertirse en una manera de muy rebelde de, de hablar, o sea, aparte de la letra, la música también es muy rebelde porque... No nos sigamos solamente en un solo estilo, sino que es como un... Es una mezcla de, de sonidos y de estilos. Eh, pero todo en esa manera de tratar de ser un poco rebeldes y, y de, de levantarnos a favor de nuestra comunidad. Otra pregunta. Um, ¿Son cinco hermanos? ¿O cuántos, cuántos son? Mira, somos... Iniciamos tres hermanos eh, junto con mi papá. Eh, y ya ahí tuvimos la fortuna de conocer en Back of the Arts eh, a través de la iglesia de Santa Cruz, Inmaculado Corazón de María, conocimos a, a Quinti, que él, es, eh, él tocaba en el mariachi de la iglesia, y conocimos a Adriana, que, que cantaba en el coro de la iglesia. Entonces, ah, se unieron esos, ah, eh, vimos el, el talento y la inquietud, y los invitamos a que se unieran con nosotros, y afortunadamente lo hicieron, y aquí estamos. Hasta un tiempo creo que yo era como el que decía cómo tenía que sonar todo, pero este, en realidad es un trabajo en conjunto. Uh, muchas de las canciones son hechas entre todos al mismo tiempo en una sesión o en varias sesiones, en donde todos van metiendo un poquito de sí mismos en cuanto a la letra y en cuanto a la música. Es por eso que las canciones realmente no suenan igual todo el tiempo. Y que es casi 
un qué, perdón? Un obstáculo okay. que, han, que han visto y que you, you guys overcame it. Uh, pues el obstáculo siempre es la, eh, la meta versus lo que es ahorita la realidad, ¿no? Queremos estar haciendo esto día, noche y 24-7, pero la realidad es que ahorita también muchos estamos um, haciendo otras cosas, ¿verdad? No, no solamente como organizadores de la comunidad, pero también um, otros trabajos que realizamos, um, ¿verdad? Sosteniendo a nuestra familia, sosteniendo o a sea, nosotros mismos. Y entonces el ser artista ahorita eh, pues sale caro. Entonces eh, seguimos ese um, obstáculo um, de una manera que pensamos que a cierto punto, um, si seguimos constantes, uh, ya no va a ser barrera, sino que va a ser un complemento. También quería agregar que parte del obstáculo es, parte del obstáculo es eh, el estatus migratorio, eh, para eso nosotros somos, eh, eh, ten, tenemos DACA, eh, pero hay cierto temor en salir más allá de Chicago, aunque lo hemos hecho, pero hay siempre un temor de que, de que si, si que hiciéramos hacer un tour con nuestro mensaje, eh, pero del que qué pasaría si, si estamos en el camino y, y nos llegan a detener o algo. Eh, cierto, eh, eso también es un obstáculo, eh, eh, que no nos sentimos tan seguros de hacer las cosas, especialmente en este tiempo. Pero como dice nuestra música o no, nuestra canción, eh, vamos arriba, 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 vamos de frente, de frente, de frente. Con todo y el miedo, eh, estamos tratando de empujar para seguir saliendo adelante y llevar a... Uh, más, a, más allá el nombre de nuestro vecindario Back of the Arts. Yeah. Y la cosa es que pues, ese obstáculo en sí, a menos de que pues, todos agarremos papeles y etcétera, va a seguir creciendo un poquito más uh, con todo esto de ruido y que hemos estado promoviendo. Uh, empezamos, empezó a crecer nuestra fanbase, ¿verdad? nuestra familia allá en México. Uh, empezó a responder a este, gente que empezamos a conocer que nos siguió y pues no hay manera de ir a echarles una tocada porque pues ya nos regresaríamos. ¿no? Entonces eso también es ¿Cuáles otros, cuáles, hay, ¿Cuáles otros eventos tienen ustedes planeados en asistir? ¿Hay algunos que tienen oh, planeados? ¿De lo que sigue ahorita? Ajá. Ok. Um, in, inmediato eh, viene, vamos a tocar en el Chicago Cultural Center para una iniciativa de Story Corps que tienen el tema de, de inmigración eh, como cuestionando si Chicago es una ciudad santuario. El evento se llama uh, San, Sanctuary City um, y ahí vamos a estar presentándonos. Eh, más adelante, ahorita es una posibilidad que vamos a estar en, en una manifestación que, que se va a realizar. Este, pero en realidad ahorita nos estamos enfocando en grabar varios videos musicales que varios, varios de estos proyectos lo queremos hacer en, en nuestro vecindario y también queremos terminar el siguiente álbum que sería nuestro segundo álbum eh, dedicado para, para nuestros amigos y amigas. Va a haber música en el verano ah, y lo vamos a estar anunciando ah, como va saliendo y igual yo creo que la gente que nos ha estado dando buena respuesta ah, vamos a hacer tal vez ah, unos que otros conciertos más locales y más específicos y íntimos para ah, nuestros fans, nuestros seguidores y nuestra familia que también están ahí al tiro para ver qué traemos ahora, ¿no? Sí. Más comunitario. ¿Alguna pregunta? Ya, yeah, sí, la última. Uh, ¿Qué, uh, what advice would you recommend?
recomendar porque esto hemos estado hablando. ¿Qué le recomendaríamos? Uh, bueno, la, la verdad es que eso de la música está bien complicado. Si quieres iniciar, eh, si quieres seriamente iniciar una carrera como artista, este, tienes que estar dispuesto a dispuesta en, eh, a hacer muchos sacrificios. Eh, vas, eh, depende de cuánto tiempo, cuántas ganas te pongas, te vas a perder las fiestas de cumpleaños, cosas familiares, eh, cosas que, bueno, eso es muy, ya todo el mundo se lo sabe, pero a veces hay muchos obstáculos inclusive con el dinero, porque el arte, cualquier tipo de medio, eh, es muy caro. Eh, entonces, no te desanimes si no tienes los recursos en este momento, con lo que tengas al lado comienza, porque si te esperas a comenzar algo hasta que tengas todo perfecto, eh, se te va a pasar el tiempo. Yo creo que muchas veces como gente de barrio, como gente de bajos recursos en, en, en sí, um, no nos la creemos y tenemos que creérnosla. Si quieres empezar una banda, si quieres ser tu propio artista o lo que quieras hacer, eh, necesitas tomar acción y seguirte la creyendo. Hello guys, we're back. Remember, you're listening to WLPN, LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio Broadcasting Live from Studio Y in Yellow Cali, Little Village. Yay, Emilio. What's it called? That was a great interview. I, I love what they said about not having resources. If you don't have the resources at the moment, like, doesn't matter. Just try to do what you can for right now. Don't wait till you get everything together. Just push. But yeah, just wanted to see that. Yeah, I really like Quinta Imperio. I'm really, I'm really happy for them um, that they were able to play at Rito Fest. So thank you, Quinto Imperio. <laughs> uh, so up next, we're going to head out to Los Exquisitos. Uh, Los Exquisitos is a garage punk rock band. Um, they're very known for their kind of like, they do very sound like garage punk. And I really enjoy that. Um, they also do uh, a bunch of other stuff. But one thing they're very known for is um, the 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 usage of masks or luchador masks in their crowds for mosh pits. And I really enjoy that. Um, but also, uh, it's a sad note that they weren't able to play. But I do want to give a shout out to Willie for being the one man band at Rido Fest. Uh, he played for a good 15, 20 minutes set until Playa Gotica uh, took over. But I, I, I'm really thankful for Willie. You know, uh, he was a bit nervous and anxious to playing alone. Um, but yeah, he, he, you know, he did what he can. He did his best. You know, he had his guitar. He loves his guitar. So he played for us at Rido Fest. And I'm really thankful for him, too. Um, so we're going to listen to Los Exquisitos uh, panel, and we'll be right back. Claro que sí, soy Willy Damas, gritante de Los Exquisitos, encantado. ¿Qué opinas sobre la, el tema de que no le pudieron la, la, la visa a los demás y no pudieron asistir aquí? Pues mira, este, todo fue un tema de sincronización, la verdad. Eh, las visas sí se autorizaron pero el sistema de mensajería fue el que nos quedó mal, no llegaron a tiempo, el bajista vive en Oaxaca y sigue sentado esperando afuera de DHL para que le den su visa, es muy, este, se siente mucha impotencia de repente eh, todo el trámite, pero pues si así es el trámite de esta organización, pues yo creo que para el año que viene vamos a tomar muchísimo más tiempo para hacer los trámites y que no, y que no sea un impedimento 
el que no pudimos estar completos en el escenario los cuatro esta tarde, ¿no? Ok, ¿y cómo te sentiste allí arriba tú solo el día de hoy? Muy raro, muy raro, sudando y sudando, todo nervioso porque pues este, no deja de imponer el público, 100 personas, 300 personas enfrente de ti esperando oír este, suficiente energía como para que se te paren los pelos. Espero que con la distorsión haya sido suficiente para que todo el mundo se electrizara. Creo que lo logré y este, en representación del grupo, eh, con cuatro rolas, espero haber dejado un poco satisfechas las ansias, las ansias del público que vino a vernos y como lo prometí en el escenario, el año que entra estará la alineación completa dando todo el poder y toda la energía y toda la electricidad que queríamos dar en esta ocasión y que se merece todo el público de Chicago. ¿Ustedes planean todavía venir el año que viene? Somos la primera banda confirmada para el Ruido Fest 2019. Ok. Siendo una banda que ha estado activa por muchos años, ¿qué es lo que los mantiene activos para que las nuevas generaciones los sigan escuchando? Las canciones. Somos locos de la música. Alex tiene una, una colección de música en MP3 y en eh, canciones bajadas ilegalmente, gigantesca. Nacho Desorden, el bajista, tiene tantos viniles que no, no podría contarlos. Es una obsesión loca. Brisa incluso tuvo un bar que se llamaba Tutti Frutti y ponía muchísimos de los discos que ahora tiene en su casa. Y pues yo soy un loco imparable que consume música en YouTube, en MP3, en Spotify, en vinil, en cassette, en todos los formatos. Entonces, pues este, esa música que compartimos entre los cuatro, esas bromas, esa energía que tenemos desde que nos conocimos y de que nos juntamos por primera vez, sigue viva. Este, lo más importante para nosotros es seguir divirtiéndonos entre nosotros y seguir oyendo música y compartirla entre nosotros, igual que los albures y las bromas pesadas y eh, los mezcales, porque también somos bien borrachos. Eso yo creo que son este, los distintos pegamentos que mantienen a los exquisitos ya por 24 años. Y pues bueno, también el aplauso de la banda, ¿no? Eh, mientras la banda siga aplaudiendo, los exquisitos seguirán tocando. ¿Y qué, los, qué es lo que los mantiene a los cuatro todavía unidos por tanto tiempo? La amistad, la amistad totalmente, es como, ya, ya lo he dicho varias veces, somos como un grupo de amigos que se juntan a, a jugar dominó, pero como ninguno sabemos jugar dominó, pero sí sabemos tocar guitarra, pues nos juntamos a echar relajo, a burlarnos de nosotros mismos y a dar guitarrazos y no nos hemos cansado de hacerlo por 24 años, así que yo creo que ese es este, el, el eslabón principal del grupo. ¿no? Sí. ¿Qué es lo más rico de los exquisitos? En la distorsión. La distorsión, yo creo que somos uno de los grupos eh, mexicanos más eh, ruidosos y divertidos que hay y es una combinación muy difícil de lograr ruido con diversión. Entonces eh, es un, una nota mental ahí para que se la guarden. ¿Quieren puro ruido? Hay un montón de bandas. ¿Quieren puro, pura diversión? También debe de haber un montón. Pero las dos cosas juntas, no tan fácil. Ahí están los exquisitos. Y una pregunta más. ¿Qué es lo que te inspira a ti a seguir cantando? La música, la música es la que es, es, es un veneno horrible. Yo creo que yo debería de haber sido 
doctor o arquitecto, banquero o político, una persona de bien, ya sabes. Pero no, acabé siendo rockero porque la música no me la puedo sacar. Es un veneno tóxico que no se sale del cuerpo y es un veneno que además suelo compartir con toda la gente que me rodea, así que pues no hay cura, estamos rodeados de música, está por todos lados y la estamos eh, trabajando para que nunca se acabe. Sí, sí, sí. Ya, ¿Qué consejo les dijeras a los jóvenes, a todos esos jóvenes que, se, que quisieran llegar al, a lo más alto como, como ustedes? Muchísimas gracias, este, lo primero que les diría es piénsenlo dos veces, búsquense una carrera decente, sean gente de bien, la política es un buen camino, pueden hacer cosas horribles en la política, este, el, la economía, la administración, pueden ser unos banqueros horribles que eh, se apropien de las vidas de todos sus semejantes de la manera más asquerosa, no se acerquen a la música, la música es muy mala, solamente les va a dar sonrisas, solamente les va a dar alegría y muy probablemente les va a dar un dolor de oídos, así que no se, alejen, no se acerquen a la música, búsquense una vida decente, este, salgan, roban, roben, maten, hagan, hagan algo de provecho, no se acerquen a la música de verdad. Hello guys, we are back. Um, so that was Willy from Los Exquisitos, and he was just like, describing the band members and um, how crazy they are, and like um, how he does music or how he searches music. Um, but I really want to give a, a, a thank you to the production team uh, for the Rito Fest. Uh, uh, thank you, Gloria. Thank you, uh, Emilio, and also Luz Zaragoza, who was part of the Gate newspaper with us. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm really thankful that you guys were able to experience this with us and with Luz and with Stephanie and Diego. And I really hope that you guys enjoyed yourselves. And, you know, it was your first time as press, and then it was first time for Luz as press, I believe. So, I'm really thankful that she was also there, like, in a behind the scenes getting all these one-on-one -on -one interviews uh, especially for los exquisitos i'm sure she probably found him like in the crowd <laughs> so yeah I, i i actually found willie a couple of times in the crowd and he said hi and, and he was pretty cool he was there like two days right he was there i want to say all three days i saw him there for the i think i saw him for there for caifanes i'm sh i think but i i know i would see him in the crowd and He was like, he recognized me and he was pretty cool. And we were like moshing and for Panteon. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and listen to a panel interview from the press tent. Uh, and this is uh, Andreno. Hola, mi nombre es Jerry, parte de Yolo Cali. Uh, mi pregunta es, uh, ¿qué consejo les darías a los jóvenes que uh, uh, participan en la Red of Fest y muchos de ellos les encanta la música? Um, y como son muy jóvenes, ellos tocan la música de uh, una edad como de 15, 16 años. Entonces ellos ya se están haciendo artistas ya a los 19 y 20. ¿Qué consejos les darías a los artistas um, ya jóvenes que están tocando la música? Pero um, como son muy jóvenes, no se sienten uh, acostumbrados. Pues voy a tratar de decir un par de cosas muy, muy puntuales. Una es que en la música no compites contra nadie compites contra, contra ti mismo, es parecido a un, a un deporte y, y el progreso puede ser muy tangible en la ejecución. Entonces, que siempre vayas depurando, puliendo tu, tu trabajo eh, con tu propia perspectiva ¿no? de lo que podrías hacer mejor, que no esperes que se haga solo, que hagas un análisis serio para poder mejorar infinitamente. 
Y lo siguiente es que hagan cosas sustentables, que busquen formatos sustentables, que nunca piensen en lo que no tienen para hacer las cosas, sino que piensen en lo que sí tienen y hacer cosas en función de, de eso. Creo que con esas dos cosas es, es cuestión de tiempo y persistencia y muchísima disciplina. Okay. Hello guys, we're back. <laughs> And um that was just a little sneak peek to Los Caligaris. It's a band from Argentina. And they play um pretty much what will be ska and like rock and like alternative. And as you could hear too, I was kinda talking with Jerry about like the experience and like the feeling that was being in the crowd. And then Yeah, it was kind of funny because I was just recording while I was walking around. And I was with Jaren, like, we were like, okay, let's see this band. And that's how we got that little uh, song or part of the song. Yeah, uh, I remember um, I was kind of like overwhelmed in the press tent. So I was like, you know, Emilia, let's go outside and let's just record. Uh, we weren't really guiding to do interviews or anything like that. So we, what we just did was we uh, press record as soon as we left the press tent and we we're just walking. Uh, we did a little snippet in the beginning of starting the show also. <laughs> But even then, um, this was the other snippet where we were walking towards Los Caligaris, I believe. Yeah. And I don't know. It was pretty funny because we, we were like with our headphones and we had like the uh, the big uh, the recorder with the, the cat. And people were looking at us. They were like, oh, what are, what are these two guys doing in the middle of, you know, of the set? And we were just recording the the song. And we were just kind of like kind of like doing commentary of the festival. Um, but, yeah, that was a little snippet of Los Caligares. And it was pretty fun. Um, I really like how this audio piece just it was random. And it kind of fit in well. I wasn't really focused on the song when we were recording it. But I was just focused on the levels. But even then, it came out very nice and very well. And it, it seemed like as if we were there at Rio Fest right now in this moment, so I really liked it. Yeah, another thing is that I actually had a chance to ask them one question, and the question that I asked them pretty much was about, so what they do is, other than saying, they do like acting shows while they're like in the stage and so like singing. performance art, right? Yeah, for the performance. And my question was, that, what would be like, one of like the weirdest things they have done or something that was wrong while they were acting or like playing the music so let's listen what they say and enjoy we'll be right back bueno eso es algo que nosotros aplicamos en todas las canciones porque le prestamos mucha atención al show en vivo y tratamos de que las canciones eh, no sean solamente tocadas por nosotros y, y sea lo mismo escuchar un disco que vernos en vivo. Nosotros siempre tratamos de, de vestir, entre comillas, las canciones de, de distintas maneras eh, para que el mensaje sea eh, más íntegro, ¿no? Artísticamente. Y, y bueno, los escenarios lo aplicamos mucho, por eso decimos que hacemos canciones para ver, canciones para mirar. Eh, 
Y las experiencias siempre han sido distintas porque, bueno, las cosas que hemos aplicado siempre han sido otras, siempre fueron diferentes. Y, y generalmente cuando estamos estrenando alguna cosa en el escenario, alguna cuestión que tiene que ver con los tiempos, con los movimientos, con algunas cosas escénicas, teatrales, Siempre que lo hacemos por primera vez, por ahí hay que, hay que manejarse bien con los tiempos y con, con ese tipo de cosas. Eh, alguna que otra ha salido mal, obviamente, pero bueno, todo sirve para ir aprendiendo, todo sirve para ir eh, puliendo y, y aceitando cada cosa que, que vayamos haciendo y proponiendo en cada escenario, ¿no? Eh, pero como te digo... Las cosas han salido mal alguna que otra vez, más que eso no, digamos así, eh, se toma también a la hora de, de manifestarnos artísticamente de esa forma. Okay guys, I hope you enjoyed that little interview and like that little question. And right now we're gonna in, like introduce what will be Divino Niño, a band from Chicago that also perform. Uh, on Friday, I believe, and yeah, yeah, they were. They seem pretty young. That it was actually um my first time hearing about them, but I really like the vibe of the music. It's very relaxing and it's very like eighties or nineties. Yeah, like old. and they also look very like they dress really old school, and I really like that. And they were very welcoming when we came up to them um, during the press tent. They were very welcoming. We got to take pictures with them. Oh, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, so, and it was even cooler to see, again, like, the whole local thing, um, that they're from Chicago, and they're actually performing in Ridofest, so I can't help to wonder where they're going to go from at after this point. Yeah, because they're getting pretty big, mostly because, you know, those type of sounds are, like, now trend these days, but let's hear what they say. ¿Cómo están? Mi nombre es Camilo Medina, uh, yo toco guitarra y canto en la banda Divino Niño y la verdad es que me muy afortunado de estar en este festival, muchas gracias. Hola, yo soy Guillermo de Puerto Rico, toco guitarra y canto. Hola, hola, uh, mi nombre es Javier, yo toco bajo uh, y estoy contento de estar acá, es un bonito día. Uh, my name is Pierce, I play drum. Yo diría lo más importante es tener una comunidad, es saber qué tipo de personas en tu comunidad hacen arte que te gusta y ir a los conciertos, a los uh, 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 galleries que tienen las, las mejores hazte amigo de ellos y expandir la comunidad porque lo más importante es Chicago que lo que me da cuenta en Chicago lo más importante es apoyar a los artistas y músicos que te gustan porque ellos te aportan a ti la comunidad crece y todo el mundo eh, le va a ir mejor así entonces ese es mi mayor consejo 
Pues la verdad es que um, nosotros usualmente solo cantábamos en inglés, eh, especialmente, sí, hace muchos años solo todo se hacía en inglés. Um, cuando uno va creciendo, uno se va acordando de, del país en el cual nació, se va acordando de su mamá, de todas esas vainas, y ahí uno empieza a decir, no, hay música muy bonita que es en español, primero que todo, y segundo que todo, yo siempre trato, personalmente, trato siempre de escribir en inglés, pero canciones en español se me hacen más fáciles en escribir. Entonces, así más o menos es como funciona. No es que sea una opción, es más que todo como las cosas salen naturalmente. Sí, pero gracias, sí. Ah, ¿con, ¿Con nuestras bandas locales o, la, o las bandas de...? Bueno, eh, simplemente... Eh... Vamos a simplemente bares donde bastante gente toca y si nos gusta alguna banda hablamos con ellos, nos hacemos amigos con ellos y por eso también cantamos en inglés y en español, uh, simplemente porque varios de nuestros amigos también hablan inglés, también hablan español y es, es, no sé si eso responde a tu pregunta. So you are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y Yolo Cali in Little Village. And this is Divino Niño Time. tipos de rebeldía, ¿no? Mi rebeldía es musical. Eh, eh, revolucioné en mi tierra, Monterrey. Revolucioné mucho la, la, lo que es la cumbia, lo que es el, el ritmo, los ritmos vallenatos, ¿entiendes? Eh, lo norteño, lo tropical, todo eso lo, lo revolucioné a partir del 2000, del 2000 que hice el disco de Barrio Bravo, que este fue lo que ahí fue donde 
yo vine muy conservador con mi cumbia eh, colombiana desde el 80 que grabé mi primer disco eh, así duré hasta que me empecé a, a revelar se puede decir ya en el 2000 grabé el disco de Barrio Bravo y ahí empezó mi rebeldía musical no eh, lo cual ya hice eh, eh, o sea, re, vaya mezclé mezclé todos géneros de, de ritmos en, mi, en mis discos y eso pues yo creo que le gustó mucho a la gente porque aquí andamos todavía compadre ok guys that was Celso Piña uh, with a reina de cumbias y an interview that I did well a question that I asked him the panel the panel <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, I'm really I'm really happy that Celso Piña was there um Something that I just realized right now, um, I kind of realized it when I was at Rita Fest, but I couldn't as well as now. Like, it was like an eye-opener. Uh, majority of these artists that were playing at Rita Fest, they were playing in our youth, you know? When we were younger, um, our parents would play them, like, when they're cleaning the house or just, like, you know, at Mexican parties or quinceañeras. And that's something pretty cool. I just, I don't know. And I was able to actually um, meet Celso Piña for a quick second and get an autograph from him. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was it was it's something really cool that I'm realizing right now. Um, so I'm really thankful for that. I got a picture too. Oh yeah, you got a picture. Right? Yeah, that Stephanie took, but she never sent it to me. Um, it's okay. It's okay. I took a selfie with him too. It was pretty cool. He was really humble and really like open to like sign and take pictures, and he wasn't like picking and choosing. I I also caught him taking a picture with one of his fans that was waiting for him at the end of the gate of the press like, tent yeah like the exit yeah the exit and that was really awesome like i felt so happy for him because like i was excited to be like super close to him but even like uh as a fan i put my shoes in the guy's place like to get to meet an artist he he mentioned to jerry and i that he drove um from another state i think it was like six seven hour drive yeah he mentioned six seven hour drive and we were like so happy when we saw him like run after he took his picture he was just like running of happiness so <laughs> that was really cool and yeah and awesome that said so <laughs> got to give someone that experience yeah he kind of like i i don't know if he gave us a thing uh thank you but he just ran off like pure happiness and joy like he looked like a little kid <laughs> like he just got something like a gift um but yeah it was it was a blessing that we were able to help him out Yeah, that was so awesome. <laughs> But yeah, another awesome band that was um, Arruido was Panteon. Ooh, my, uh, one of my favorites, Panteon Rococo. Yup. Classic. <laughs> yeah, um, what's it called? Their set was crazy. I think it was. <laughs> yeah, they, was played, uh, they played Saturday. They closed for Saturday. Um, so a little bit of Panteon there, a little bit of ska, punk, rock. Um, they're very known in the community. Uh, but they've been, they, they came to Riddle Fest, if, correct me if I'm wrong, Emilio, I think it was last year or two years ago? Two years ago. Sorry. Two years ago, yeah. They're, two years ago, they dedicated their show, uh, their closing show for Riddle Fest to the, to the 43 students that uh, went missing. Um, he dedicated to uh, to the to Mexico and to the community and just to everyone. And this year, um, the same thing. He dedic he dedicated everything to to the festival and just to the people that attended. Um, as majority of the uh, attendees that went to the festival, they're Hispanic. Um, so he, he they gave us a really good show. It was a really long show. I think they played for like an hour and fifteen or twenty minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they were really awesome. They were amazing. I was I was actually more happy that I was able to see them a second time 
I think the first time when I saw them, I was only able to enjoy like their frat, their last, their last three songs. Um, but this this time this year, I, I enjoyed the whole entire set and I was happy to be there. Yeah, I was actually. I think I found you in the middle of the pit too. <laughs> you did find me. Yeah, and I was all the way in the front because I was with one of my dad's friends. N- no, you were in the side, and then me and you went to like the pit, and then you went all the way to the front. Oh yeah, I know, but like. Before they start like playing, yeah, I was in the front of the crowd, and it was crazy. Cause <laughs> everybody was pushing, everybody was falling, which was kind of dangerous because like nobody noticed. So if somebody falls, you know, you help them get him up. Yeah, that's, that's the rules of the it's pit. The rules. <laughs> the rules. But yeah, I did find you there. Yeah, I, I found you for like a good song, and then I lost you. <laughs> yeah. After that, I was like, no. But I stayed. I don't know if you left. I I know yeah, I stayed. I, for left. The I was set. like, no, this is too much. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree with you, Emilio. I came in with Jerry, and then at some point, I just like tapped him as far as I could, and I just waved goodbye because I knew the pit was gonna like separate us. No, I mean like it was so funny. I mean, it was too much because it was not hard enough. Like, no. Not hard enough? No. Wow. You weren't doing a lot. That's wow. probably yeah. why. But, <laughs> <laughs> and also, I was like, it was a good show and everything, but I kind of didn't enjoy it a lot. <laughs> but it was cool. But at least you got to ask them a question in the panel, right? Oh, yeah. Question I that, thank you that you wrote it, because it was like a last-minute question, because there was a lot of people, too. Yeah, It was like a big line. Yeah, that question was totally teamwork from a lot of us. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, let's go ahead and listen to the panel. Hola, aquí Emilio, de parte de Yolocali. La pregunta es, su música ha estado en la plataforma de jóvenes que persigue la escena del ska. ¿Qué consejo les pueden dar a los jóvenes que luchan contra la división de familias? Bueno, yo creo que, pues... No somos quien para adoctrinar ni para tratar de aconsejar a nadie. Creo que, como lo bien comenta Misael, somos un reflejo de la sociedad, somos un reflejo de nuestras necesidades como sociedad. En el caso de Panteón, somos una banda que obedecimos, o nuestro nacimiento obedece a toda una serie de detonantes en la mitad de los noventas que nos llevaron a hacer música, que nos llevaron a decir las cosas que nos molestaban. Creo que eso es, eso es, eso es lo fundamental, ¿no? La música como el detonante, tal cual, per se, para poder lograr un entendimiento entre nosotros jóvenes. ¿no? Entonces, cuando éramos jóvenes, todavía lo somos, pero cuando éramos más jóvenes este, pues realmente este detonante, la música era la necesidad fundamental para poder gritarle a la, a la gente lo que nos estaba pasando como, como juventud y creo que este es el caso eh, que, que sucede actualmente aquí en la Unión Americana, ¿no? hay muchísimos jóvenes muchísimos jóvenes como tú que están eh, descubriendo en la música, descubriendo en el rock, descubriendo en el hip hop, en el trap en qué sé yo, la manera en cómo expresar sus ideas y cómo expresar las sensaciones que ellos tienen, la manera de ver su entorno ¿no? cuando nosotros nacimos como banda pues bueno, no había ni siquiera internet no había eh, eh, redes sociales no y nos hemos ido eh, teniendo que adaptar a esta circunstancia y yo creo que, que esas cosas que nos llevaron justamente a adaptarnos son las que tratamos de, de, de contagiarle a los, a los chicos a los jóvenes, no a la juventud justamente el hecho de, de no por cerrar los ojos o no por no hablar de la situación que nos atañe las cosas van a desaparecer es entonces que tenemos que ponernos a hacer algo en conjunto para poder cambiar nuestra realidad como, como nación como sociedad, como miembros de una comunidad y yo creo que esa es la principal es la principal propuesta pues de la banda no
gente pobre no tiene lugar. feeling the adrenaline from the set right now after listening to La Carencia by Panteón? Yeah, I feel the beatings from the mosh pit too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Panteón wasn't the only one that was putting on a good show. Can we talk about the female DJs at Rido Fest? Yeah, um, one of them I remember really uh, very well. Uh, <laughs> Kinky P and Coochie Fruit. Uh, Coochie Fruit, it was my first time meeting her. Um, and, and I'm really glad she was there. There was a lot of female DJs uh Be- Betty Heredia from Lumpen. Shout out to her, Betty. Uh, but yeah, that was that was really awesome. Uh, majority of the DJs was females, and the, the music they played was very great. Um, and I really enjoyed them. I wish, I just wish it was they had a bigger stage. To be honest, uh, they deserve all the attention that they, you know. Yes, maybe we could bring like attention to Rido Fest for a better stage for the DJs next time for next year. Yes, I w- I would like a bigger one because uh, I knew for the DJ uh, stage. It was pretty small. It was it was okay, but like it got packed, and like the crowd, they they enjoyed it, but they wanted more. They I guess they just wanted more space, and I re- I really wanted them to you know have all the space that they needed. But yeah, they were really awesome and great. Don't yeah. they also? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, don't they also play like digital and vinyl? Yeah, some played digital, some played vinyl. Uh, I know Betty played vinyl, if I'm correct. Yeah, I think that's very cool because it's like a lot of these um like communities like for music or anything like that um mostly are like male dominant a little bit but I feel like the like women are rising and I think it's so cool that uh, a couple of females got to DJ at the set and with different um digital productions and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. that was re- that was really great. Uh thank you. Uh So right now we're going to head out to the Kinky P interview. Um, it was a really great interview. Uh, she explains the whole uh, movement very well. Um, it is a bit uh, long interview, but you know what? Every minute counts in this in this one. And I'm really uh, grateful that she was there and, you know, we were able to enjoy the, the music that she played. Yeah, so stick around. Hi, my name is Kinky P, um, but my real name is Patricia Reyes. And... I am a reggae DJ albino from Chicago. Um, the only female doing that over here. If you know anybody else is playing vinyl, let me know. I would like to meet them. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I actually saw that there was going to be several DJs, women, such as Kinky P, um, 
Coochie Brood, I think she's here today. Yeah. So, um, what made you, what inspired you, what, what actually inspired you to become one of the DJs here in Chicago? Well, um, I am an artist. I started doing uh, silkscreen t-shirts back in the day in 2000. And I was sponsoring all these reggae bands and reggae selectors from Chicago. Um, I love reggae music. Reggae music is my life. And um, I started, again, doing art through reggae. And eventually, a lot of the selectors moved out of the city. So um, there was only a few options to go by. And I decided to take it up on myself. And, you know, if they're not going to play what I want, I'm going to play what I want. And, um, and that's how it started. And it's been doing great. So I love it. And uh, what made you come here to Rido Fest? Well, um, I know Rido Fest is, uh, this has been around for a while and it's one of the, the most important Latinx uh, festivals in, in the country, I would say. And um, so it's an honor for me to be invited to come and play my music, especially because I don't play um, Latin music. And um, so that's a great honor that I am recognized as an individual, aside from the, the genre of music that I play, um, which comes from a different country. And, um, and, I, and I feel, you know, our, the people, Latin American people, they all um, appreciate reggae, and reggae is so big in, um, in Mexico and in Latin America, so much bigger than what we have here. So um, I'm grateful, and you know, I can't wait to do it again, and I hope they invite me back. Is this your first time coming in to Rido Fest? Yes. Yes? Okay. Um, what What advice would you give out to the, all those women who are trying to become, in, to become and be a DJ, especially in this um, industry of male? Oh, absolutely. Um, I would say stick to your guns. Um, there's always going to be veteran people that, you know, have a lot to say. And so take everything with a grain of salt and, and, and gather all of the good uh, advice that comes from a good loving place from people but if, if you know if it's criticism just think about you know you must be doing something so right that people are afraid that's why they are going to criticize you but stick to your guns put your pants on and your skirt on and do it that's how I did it I had a lot of criticism to what I was doing and you know que te valga <laughs> how many years have you been doing this I've been DJing for only five or six years, um, but now I'm part of this, I have a sound system. We want to bring the sound system culture to Chicago. Uh, my sound system is 25,000 watts of sound. It was handmade, traditional handmade style sound system from Jamaica. Um, and we wanna, I want, my mission now is to bring that sound system out and help people feel it. If you don't feel the sound system, you're not going to know what it is. You need to, to feel that bass go through your through your body. So um, that's not my new mission. Um, I'm an art teacher as well. So I work at very uh, low income schools. So, you know, I don't know, my whole life is about getting people together, sharing good music, music with a message. I think that's so important nowadays because music is, become such garbage with nothing to educate the audience with um, so I think it's important to keep you know music like reggae alive and and real hip-hop alive because they bring a message you know as well as a lot of uh, all these rock bands that we have here 
you know, a lot of their songs are about the oppression and then all of the different um, political, socioeconomic issues that are happening around the world. So um, as artists, it's, you know, it's very important for us to keep it real and to keep on having a mission. You know, what is our mission? And it's educating the public, educating the people by sharing our music. And that's all. And then one more thing, adding to that thing, adding to this, uh, with all of this democratic and presidential and government, what is your opinion regarding that issue right now? With the, with well, that's a, that's, a, that's a really good question. I, um, you know, a lot of things, a lot of things changed for me and I made that change. I took a risk on, I quit my job. I was work, working for a very prestigious school in the north side, in Lincoln Park to be exact. Um, when Trump won and I saw how a lot of things changed, a lot of attitudes and a lot of, a lot of things came afloat from people. When that happened, I made the decision to leave that school and go to a very poor school because they need me there. They, those kids need me. They need to have an outlet that is different to what they had. And I'm the art teacher, so I try to expose them to everything about the world and, and how we are all unique and our, you know, our, our, our differences make us you know, invincible and, and we're universal and we need to stick together. Um, so, you know, yes, I got really depressed about Trump and, and everything that has happened, but um, I, I needed to get, get to work. And one of the ways is like going to a poor school where I can then reach all teachers from different schools and get supplies and get people involved and make, you know, a shitty school better. You know, like, how do we turn it around for the for our people? You know, that's what we got to do. We have to stop working for people that don't appreciate us, that are always going to look above us as help and as ants. And we need to help our own people so that we can get somewhere in this country. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. And then uh, one more thing. So adding to that also, as a woman, and with all of this uh, political thing going on right around us in this society, um, as a woman, what do you suggest to the other woman, Latin American woman? Well, I um, I have a lot of female students. I teach uh, about four or five hundred students. Um, and a lot of the things that I tell my girls is that, you know, we have to be vigilant and we have to be strong. Um, not because the media tells you that you should show skin, you should act this way, you should take pictures this way. That doesn't matter. We, we put the example of how we want men to treat us. And all of this Me Too movement um, needs to be reinforced by us. It needs to, um, we need to be conscious about the way that, you know, we let men treat us. And um, the only way is to really understand how all of, all of the media plays a, a, a great deal with, um, you know, brainwashing young ladies on how to be. So I tried to strengthen them and tell them, you know, even songs try to condition women about like, you know, I like the shape of you, like that one song. I hate that song because that's not what a guy should look at you for. Yes, of course, it's part of it, but, um, you know, this all these words are entering um, beautiful, pure 
minds of young women and um, and they think that this is the norm and that's not how it is and we need to make make sure that our girls are strong and they, they know how to how to respond I, I feel like they don't know how to respond you know um, I feel like they sometimes feel it's wrong but they just continue to do it because society says it's okay and we shouldn't we shouldn't do anything that we are uncomfortable with just to be accepted you know so we have a lot of work to do on this like self-esteem journey with this with these kids and and I try to do that I connect very well with my upper middle school girls and you know I try to get real with them I get real with the boys I get real with the girls and tell them like you know out there life is how it is this is how it is it's not it's sugar-coated, you know? No. And hello, we are back. I'm back. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Listening to this audio piece, you know, we've been very busy, so I haven't been able to hear, like, everything we have. But, you know, listening to this, it's really powerful because I, as a young lady, and listening to this advice from Kinky P, like, she really spoke to me, and I was starting to get worried that, like, a lot of adults aren't really realizing, like, things that she mentioned, how... Um, like the music is very influential that we listen to and us as young girls we should have our feet on the ground and really know what we stand for and not what people want us to conform to and like I think that's so awesome and she's a teacher so like she gets to spread this knowledge you know with the youth and her students and you know I'm pretty sure she gets new students every year or every now and then since she's a teacher and like I I root for people like her to teach our schools and you know what um, with her experience and how she changed her employment I think everything happens for a reason you know sometimes you end up being somewhere where you're actually needed and and people actually appreciate you but wow this was really powerful <laughs> um but yes we're going on a small break so stay tuned and we'll be right back de respuestas con el manojo lleno y las venas abiertas vengo como un libro abierto ansiosa de aprender la historia no contada de nuestros ancestros con el viento que dejaron los abuelos y que viven cada pensamiento de esta amada tierra tierra quien sabe cuidarlo es quien de verdad la quiera vengo para mirar de nuevo para ver los sitios y despertar el ojo ciego sin miedo tú y yo Descolonicemos lo que nos enseñaron Con nuestro pelo negro, con pómulos marcados Con el orgullo indio en el alma tatuado Vengo con la mirada, vengo con la palabra Esa palabra hablada, vengo sin temor a no perder nada Vengo como el niño que busca de su morada La entrada al origen, la vuelta de su cruzada Vengo a buscar la historia silenciada La historia de una tierra saqueada Vengo con el mundo y vengo con los pájaros Vengo con las flores y los árboles, sus cantos Vengo con el cielo y sus constelaciones vengo con el mundo y todas sus estaciones vengo agradecida al punto de partida vengo con la madera la montaña y la vida vengo con el aire el agua la tierra y el fuego vengo a mirar el mundo de nuevo vengo vengo buscando un ideal de un mundo sin clase que se pueda levantar vengo con nuestro pelo negro con pómulos marcados con el orgullo indio, en el alma tatuado, vengo. Hi, we're the students of Yolo Kali. Every Saturday, we take over Lumpen Radio for two hours with our amazing live broadcasts from Studio Y in Little Village. <laughs> 
Lumpin' Radio's membership drive is on right now. Lumpin' needs these memberships to keep shows like What's Up on the air. Did you hear that? Us, Us off, off the air? You have to become a member of Lumpin' Radio with a one-time or repeating gift and support our program. It supports some other shows too, but we all know we're the best thing on this station. Visit LumpinRadio.com for all the details. Become a member today. Go to LumpinRadio.com right now. See you there. Bueno, soy muy fanático de la música de rock and roll y más que nada de México. Y pues vinimos aquí a ver a Panjo Rococo, a Dream My Eye y pues no sé, divertirnos más que nada. Bueno, es algo que siempre he tenido, como soy muy mexicano, me gusta, no sé, enseñarles un poquito de lo que es mi, mi cultura, ¿no? Y pues nada que, pues algo muy, muy mexicano que es el Azteca. ¿Y vienes cada año? Ah, no, es mi primer año, pero esto lo uso más en ah, partidos de México y en otras cuestiones, sí. Oh, bueno, entonces, ¿este es tu primer ruido fest? Sí, es mi primer ruido fest. ¿Y cómo te va? ¿Te bien, bastante bien. El clima nos está dejando, así que, bueno, creo que va a ser una buena noche. Bueno, and remember, you're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolokali, and Little Village. And we are on Season 8, Summer 2018, recapping from Grido Fest 2018. Woo! Yay! Woo. <laughs> wow, so happy. So, aside from all the music and their happiness, there was a lot of happiness in the audience, right? The, the visitors, um that were part of Riddle Fest. I, there was a lot of um a lot of family too, right? Yeah. Uh one thing I, I kinda wanted to point it out. I don't know if you guys saw this person. Um I forgot his name, but his they they call him the, the Aztec Warrior. It was this one guy, he was dressed as an Aztec and he was everywhere. Uh he got interviewed by the news station. Mm. I don't know which news station, but he got interviewed. But yeah, he was really well famous and a lot of bands give him a shout out. Yeah, he was dressed up, right? Like, yeah, with his, yeah I do remember, <laughs> remember seeing that. him. Yeah, and I like thought about how, like, spiritual his his vibes were probably like he was connecting with the music and like how he was dressed. I don't know. It was really interesting. I I was like really attracted to his energy. It was nice. Yeah, I think that's a really good example of how like certain fans they they take Rita Fest to an ex extent where like they actually. They they go as fans and as you know as as you know concert goers, but even then they they go as performing for the performance of these bands. You know, for example, like Silverio, like he performs. Um, there's also uh, um, like Los Angeles, Los Angeles. They they called out a couple of fans and they took them up to the to the stage and they were like, "Oh, where are you from?" You know, and there was like this grandma that she came all the way from New York. And which was amazing and uh, I'm really happy that like that certain fans were able to you know live the festival as it was you know what this is the greatest weekend I've ever had and I, I was able to enjoy with the people that love the music and with the artists too yeah most definitely Rido Fest was for everyone let's not forget about the luchadores that were there I could honestly say some people probably went to go see them because I know my dad did <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't really there for the music he was there for the wrestlers 
and I think that's pretty cool because you know it mixes in with the culture the Latin culture and specifically in Mexico because I believe some of these wrestlers came from Mexico and were related to Triple A. so I think that's so awesome and then um, getting to wrestle in a place like Rito Fest which is in the middle of the city I'm pretty sure that's like a change of atmosphere for them yeah and uh, it's really cool to see the luchas there, uh, luchadores back uh, mainly because the majority of these, you know, uh, it reflects upon the music. Uh, in the music, you know, some play rock, some play ska punk. But even then, within the music, they have this dance ritual, which is the mosh pit. And a lot of these artists, they, they kind of, like, uh, reflect upon the mosh pits and the luchadors, you know, with the culture, the music, and, you know, the whole fighting and performance art, which is really great. Yeah, almost definitely. And also, like, thinking about it, wrestling is also another form of um, expression and entertainment. So I think it was an awesome touch in there. But, yeah, let's go ahead and listen to an interview that we have with um, Rene. That's his wrestling name, I believe. So let's go. Claro que sí, mira, mi nombre es René Guajardo, soy luchador profesional, tengo 15 años como luchador y venimos aquí a Chicago como todos los años al Ruido Fer, el mejor evento de música de todos los Estados Unidos. Órale, so, ya llevas muchos años um, luchando, so, ¿qué es tu experiencia de Chicago que no encuentras en otros lugares, especialmente en Ruido Fest? Mi experiencia en Chicago, una, es el trato de los paisanos, conoces mucha gente que se identifican con uno, con la cultura de la lucha libre mexicana, ya que es una cultura a nivel mundial. A nosotros nos gusta porque vienes acá y sobre todo los paisanos y la gente también de Estados Unidos y de diferentes partes del mundo te toman mucho en cuenta y valoran tu trabajo. Chido, chido. So, ¿Qué les puedes decir a los jóvenes que quieren hacer una carrera um, luchando pero apenas están empezando? Lo que les podemos decir, una, que le echen ganas. La verdad el camino es muy difícil, nada es fácil en esta vida. Tienes que prepararte durante años, obviamente desde comida, desde entrenamiento, no desvelar, no tomar, no fumar, cero vicios para poder incursionar en este deporte. Y pues muchas gracias a ustedes, muchas gracias a Lucha Libre Chicago Live y Arenas de Chicago y somos parte del team. Y recuerden por último una sola cosa, que tercero solo hay uno, guapo, chingón y de moda. Órale, muchas Venga, gracias. Guapo. Venga. Gracias. <laughs> so this guy is pretty funny because um he's really conceited <laughs> um i've got to see him wrestle at other places and he he considers himself el guapo and he's so beautiful and and so funny <laughs> he also wrestles just like in his underwear that's pretty funny like all the girls are attracted to him he kind of reminds me a little bit of latin lover i don't know if you guys are familiar oh yeah wow. oh my god yes because every time <laughs> i bring him up nobody knows who he is and i met him you know yeah. like when i was about my little sister's age i was like 10 and i remember um we took my little sister too and when we met him it was both of my sisters um and my dad and we went up to him and we told my little sister like oh this is mom's boyfriend because that's what my mom used to call him and my little sister started crying she was like that's my mom's boyfriend <laughs> So it was pretty funny. So yeah, all of this is um this brings me back to my childhood a lot, you know. Which is why I'm really excited that I saw a lot of kids at Rudolf Fest because it's also that type of place where you can go ahead and have fun, but also where you don't have to worry about it getting too out of hand where you can't even take your kids. I think that's like a perfect balance, you know? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um uh, talking about you know bringing your kids to um to enjoy the festival as well i saw a couple of vendors that also were there with their family and i thought that was really interesting because not only are they working and they have their family there but they're enjoying the fest and we actually i actually met this um um guy that was vending from 
uh, Chicago um, Midwest made. Yeah, there we go. But um, he was really awesome. He actually came up to us when we were doing another interview and we exchanged stickers. I, I At first I gave him one of my stickers and then he came out and gave me like three of his stickers, which attracted me to him because he was very humble. And we actually have an interview with him. So let's go ahead and listen to that. Um, I'm Mario Maldonado. I'm here representing Chicago Midwest Mate. Damian Maldonado. Nice, nice. So a lot, I see family here. So what do you feel about vending at Rito Fest? This is a big Latin fest, and I see that a lot of your merch has like a lot of representation of the Mexican culture, and that's pretty freaking awesome. Yes, this is actually this is our first time in Rito Fest, and uh, it's definitely a great experience. Um, you know, we like to try all festivals throughout the years, summertime especially in Chicago. Um, you know, the lineup's good, the people are great, um, our location is good, and we, we're, we're based out of Pilsen too. Our business is in Pilsen on 18th Street. And um, a lot of our designs that we already do is already based upon our culture because that's where we live. And uh, it's, it's great to show, showcase a lot of our artwork here designed by Chicago Midwest made at Arido Fest that's right here located in Pilsen. It's an honor. Nice. Any favorite bands that you're here to see today? Um, not necessarily, not for myself, but my wife, I know she came, she's here as well. She's out there uh, exploring right now, uh, but none, none to mind right now. Any words of encouragement to the youth that are trying to rise up with either um, making a career out of the arts or a clothing brand, what would you say to them? Yes, definitely. If you feel that it's your passion, I definitely say go for it. You know, you have to be a risk taker. You know, don't let nobody shut you down. You know, there's going to be a lot of naysayers and a lot of people that don't approve of what you do or might not like the things that you have. But as long as you believe in yourself, you'll be able to push through. And the only one that could make you fail is yourself. So you just have to be strong-minded and believe in yourself and love what you do. Damien, how do you feel about being here with us? Um, I, I feel good about being here. It's my first year as well. And I enjoy helping out my dad, um, selling this stuff to the people. What's the best part about working with your dad? I think that's so awesome. Uh, the best part is being able to spend time with him and just getting to learn off of him. And he's, he's here actually, he's, a, he's boarding school in New Jersey, so this is his summer back. So, you know, when he comes back, I got to let him know where he comes from because back, you know, where he's in school in New Jersey, he got a full scholarship due to his grades. He's doing very good. Um, he's a little shy, but that's okay. I'm trying to help him break out of that shell, you know, because his father's not, and I love to go and explore and talk to anybody in any given moment, at any given time. So, like, I just want him to show that at the end of the day, we have good worth ethic. That's what we're known for, and I want him to make sure that he instills that in himself, and especially when he goes back to school, to take that with him. Awesome. I see that the bond with family here is really strong. Well, thank you guys for being with us today and answering our questions. Till next time. Thank you very much. We appreciate it, too. Have a good one. Awesome. So did you guys catch the part where he said that when his son comes back from school, um, he reminds his son of who he is and where he's from and his culture and his roots? I think that's really important especially in our Latin community. Um, I come across kids in school, or I used to come across kids in school that are Hispanics or, you know, come from a Mexican background at home, and they don't know Spanish. <laughs> I mean, for me, I, I will respect that, you know, because some people learn, like, Spanish as their first language, and others learn English as their first language. Yeah. Be because 
It's like if you came from Mexico, like straight up from Mexico, and then got here, you want, well, your parents want you to success. So I believe, I don't know how to explain it, but. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I feel like two languages is success. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we also got to um, see one of our YOLO students live oh, painting, yeah. Manny, with Manny. um with Sun Rock, which was pretty cool. Sun Rock, another local artist from Chicago. Um, but I was really excited that Manny was there because, you know, it's real fest and it's all about, you know, the YOLO kids when, you know, that's my focus. I was mm. really excited to see him. But yeah, we have an interview with them, so we can go ahead and play that. Yeah. So we're at Rido Fest with Sen Rock and Manny from Yolo Cali. So, and this is um, Sen Rock's third year. So how are you feeling about coming back? Um, you know, I'm feeling <coughs> fantastic. I mean, I'm here, I'm alive, I'm listening to great music. I'm painting with my boy Manny. The sun is out. It's just beautiful. I don't even have the words to explain such activities. This is your first time at painting yeah, at Ridolfa? I mean, I don't really listen to this music, but it's pretty wow. dope. It's pretty dope. There's a lot of good vibes. Everybody's enjoying it, so I'm enjoying it too. Nice. So do you have any favorite bands, artists that are performing today or in general at Ridolfest? Uh, <clears throat> I like them all. I like uh, Kinky. I think they perform tonight. I'm a big fan of them. But... So yeah, I'm gonna try to take a break to go watch them. That's about it. Everybody I like, but I'm just gonna keep working, you know, and just hear it off in the distance and just, uh, you know, just taking the great vibes. What can I say? Wow. Do you have any favorite bands, artists performing? Uh, I, I don't really listen to this type of music, but they would—they should have brought Kuko. Well, oh yeah, yes, I agree. I like, they would have got more money. They would have made more money. Like you're not too familiar, but the. With the bands, how are the vibes? How are you feeling the They're vibes? Good. Everybody's happy. So. Yeah. Good okay. vibes. Yeah. Okay, so what what do you expect from your first time being here? Like, how is this gonna help you grow as an artist since you're young, you know, coming up? Since he's like, he brought me out here to paint with him, like more experience with the army, like teaching me more things. Hopefully, come back again. Yeah, more people. And yeah, stuff more people. Too, yeah. Right? How does that feel? I don't know. Pressure. Pressure is good. Pressure, yeah. but. Do you feel like you can paint in like another events like or I think Norcos is doing some of the art too and I think Lola too? I feel pleasured because I mean it's something big like you can actually like future resume applications like experiences with artists or with fest. Yeah, yeah. yeah your name's gonna be on that piece, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's what's up, that's what's up. Well, um, any last words you guys wanna say to the Yolo Kali homies that are gonna be listening to this on WhatsApp? I love y'all. All I can say, you know, what hasn't already been said, but I just want to say to the Yola Cali homies, just, you know, keep thriving, surviving, and, uh, 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 you know. Any homies you want to see next year at Rio Fest playing? Kuko. I think it'll be dope. I think it'll be dope if they had a couple rappers. That would be kind of yeah, raw. Yeah. Maybe, uh... I don't know, like King Lil G yeah. or I think that would be cool. Just to add a little mix, you know? All right, well, thank you guys for sharing your kind words and we're going to leave you guys to keep oh, crafting. Thank you. Thank you guys for doing right, this. Thank you. Yay. Real Fest definitely felt like a big family because <laughs> we knew so many people there. 
especially like like Accent Rock, right? And Manny from YOLO. And there was also other artists live painting like Glow and Liz and the other Manny. The other Manny. <laughs> yeah, I think that was so awesome. And not not only were they live painting, but again to mention Chema, like I'm really happy and like happy for him that his art is really out there in Riddle Fest. You know, like the banners that just made me so happy to be his student. Like I found him. When I was sitting crowd for Pantheon I found him there too. <laughs> Nice. He was oh, funny. Nice. <laughs> that is so awesome. And I found him. Not like yesterday when I was coming uh, kind of late before work. <laughs> I found him train all the stuff. He's a very nice person. Yeah, he's very nice. And yeah, well, also, I think that it was super fun interviewing all these artists. You know, a lot of them were giving out advice to the youth, which was what I was seeking for, you know, because they're people that they're older they've lived longer and they've experienced a lot more with a lot of different crowds and i really got a peace of mind from them i hope to be famous one day and this really helped me like shape my mind a little bit because you know it reminded me that at the end of the day we're all still human beings with different experiences you know yeah i get you yeah i'm really i'm really happy with what the turnout for real fest this year I, I noticed and realized that a lot of artists that played and they were there at real fest they were all from chicago chema betty uh, Divino Nino, they were they're all from Chicago Quinto and it's Quinto Imperio, yeah, and and it's really something that uh, it makes it makes like Chicago known for for its music and for its like you know its roots, uh, you know. Um, but even then, I'm, I'm really happy that all these artists were able to you know express themselves musically and you know with their performances and just you know they were they were able to you know kind of like connect with the audience because the audience you know we're from Chicago and you know. Even then, we're from Chicago. Some people coming all the way from New York, or you know, taking a six, seven-hour drive to to Chicago to see this festival. You know, so it's it's something that uh, it was really amazing and really beautiful to see, like you know, right in in the middle of Chicago. You know, yeah, and also, like I hope this festival keeps growing and keeps bringing like big artists like Celso Pina, Panteon, and Los Angeles. Yeah, because this uh, it also shows the importance of the Latin people living in Chicago and how important it is to, like, kind of show them off that we're here in, like, this type of uh, times yeah. we're living and also a good uh, also festival for the family to share. Yeah, and uh, from commenting from, it shows that we're here and we're not going any anywhere, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but also... um. I hope they do keep bringing big artists because a lot of these artists that the big artists like Ifanes and Ángeles Azules, they were kind of from our parents' generations too. So how Jerry mentioned earlier that like it felt like um they were singing to us because I, I mentioned that to Jerry too that when Los Angeles Azules were playing, I was just thinking back on like like wow, like how did I start liking them, you know? And I just grew up on their music, cleaning parties and stuff like that. And we're older and we still choose to keep supporting because we genuinely like this music. And I felt like they were just singing to the babies like us that grew up on their music, which was really awesome. Like it's a big family that we don't really know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's it's really amazing um, how majority of the teens over there, they they connected because they grew up on this, you know, like their parents were cleaning the house or just in Mexican parties. And it's pretty really awesome that we were all like, we're from different, you know, we come from different backgrounds, but even then like that, that one thing that connects us is the music, you know? Yeah, most definitely. 
any last things you guys want to add? Well, thank you guys. This uh, event has been amazing. I hope Stephanie invites me again. And I hope we'll see you next time too for the DJ Fanita Banana. You already know. And welcome to Season 8. Hope you guys enjoy this. And any words you want to say, Jerry? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to uh, to Mirna. Um, she was working the press tent. She was helping us with the interviews. Um, she was there as a great support, telling us who's gonna come at what time. The the press uh, team and everyone in the press tent um, that were working behind the scenes, you know, getting all these artists to the panel and giving us a chance to do one on ones, and even then, just you know, meeting great people and just you know. As being part of press, it, it kind of grew like a little a little family. Um, because I, I've I've done the press for Real Fest for three years, and I kind of recognized some people that came back, and then some new faces, and it was really great. Um, by the second day and third day, uh, majority of the people in the press, they we we like exchanged media sites, and you know what, we're doing this as a team. You know what, if you want a good picture, we got you, and if you want a good interview, you know we got you. But yeah, it's it's really it's really awesome seeing this. You know. Uh, like strangers uh, working in this one project, and, you know, we have so much love and devotion on, on on being as a press. So it's it's really awesome and amazing. And yeah, just shout out to Mirna from Preston for Real Fest and the press team. Uh, you guys were wonderful. And also, we're gonna close from a song from Los Caifanes, La Negra Tomasa, which also they closed for Real Fest. So. Yes, thank you guys for listening. This is season eight. We're back with the Rido Fest recap. And don't forget, you are listening to What's Up, WLPNLP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Cali, and Little Village. Enjoy. Girls.
Hello, it's me. I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope it's because you're listening and enjoying our amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, amazing, astonishing, highly amazing production. If not, you should listen to our radio show, What's Up, again. In the meantime, we'll be working on the next one here in Lumpkin Radio. So stay tuned to our next amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, astonishing, highly amazing broadcast. I hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life and that you will have a splendid day. Don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud at Yolokali, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more. We are the robots. We are the robots.